This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be paving the way. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. All right, what's going on, everybody? It's Taz here. Moose is not in this week. Andrew Bogus sitting in for him. Uh, thank you, to everybody listening right now across uh, these great United States and our great affiliates. So we appreciate that. Or listening on Radio.com, the app or the website. Appreciate that too. And if you want to call the show, that's a very simple process. Attention, hotline fans. All you got to do is dial 855-212-4227. That's an 855-212-4227. And we're coming to you live right now from the Quicken Mortgage, okay, from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. See, I like the music playing longer under me, but for some reason that doesn't happen. So we have a post-production meeting, I think. Uh, it's going to be a long one, too. So long meeting. Uh, and then there's the music. Yeah, keep it going. That seems perfect. That's called transitional stuff, uh, maybe. Anyway, so uh, thanks, everybody, who's listening in. We appreciate it. Uh, we banked out a great first hour. Talked a lot about... Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott and stuff like that, where he's looking maybe to hold out if he doesn't get re-upped and whatnot. We did a really cool bench cut start in Oakland Raiders, so we did that. So now we're going to jump to a little conversation about Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts, excellent quarterback, uh, obviously coming out of Alabama, transfers. He's over there with the Oklahoma Sooners now. So uh, we're going to actually, what we should do, Andrew, is before we get into this discussion, let's take a listen to the head coach of the Sooners, Lincoln Riley. Take a listen to this right here. I think in a team game, competition is one of the most important things there is. And the second you just go anoint somebody, that's gone. And so, regardless, you know, you know, I, I mean, I don't care if Joe Namath himself walks into our room right now; he's got to win the job. And I mean, that's just it's it's not about what the outside world thinks; it's about what does. You know, what do you have in that room? And the best man wins, and you give everybody a shot at it, and then you find the best guy, and off you go. So, you know, I know what people think on the outside, but, I mean, it's – I think the, the guys in our walls, they, they see a little different story than maybe what's portrayed in the media. Right. So, I should – I probably should have done a better job setting it up. So, that obviously, that was Lincoln Riley, head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> Excuse me. And he was talking – uh, about the uh, excellent quarterback who transferred over there, uh, about Jalen Hurts, where I think a lot of folks were just under the assumption that Jalen Hurts would just 
pole vault right into that starting quarterback position. Um, and you heard Coach right there basically say, well, no, you got to earn it, more or less. I'm paraphrasing. you got to earn it. And i, I got to tell you, Andrew, for me, I have no problem with what he's saying at all. Um, I understand what he's saying completely. Um, I know uh, that's how it's supposed to be, especially with college athletes. Because these are young guys. Players get better during the offseason. So you could have other guys there that are on the depth chart. So um, that, let's say, a Tanner Mordecai, it was a redshirt freshman, Okay, so he he you know he's a kid who's you know maybe thinking okay well uh, you know I'm gonna go into this spot here and next thing you know here comes transferring in from from Alabama is Jalen Hurts well now I'm kind of screwed here so because this guy might stop but I'm gonna keep fighting maybe I'm gonna get better and then maybe I end up beating out Jalen Hurts because I know the offense better. I know a lot of people think that's crazy, but that kind of stuff happens in college. Yeah. And you cover college games as, a, as an announcer, too, so I think you, you get what I'm saying here. Well, I do, although it would be, I mean, a minor miracle for somebody other than Jalen Hurts to start these games for Oklahoma. And really, it would be shame on Jalen Hurts for opening up the door to get passed by guys who right. didn't play two full seasons at Alabama <laughs> right, uh, right. and take those, you know, take the program as deep as he did both times. Um, I, I, I think this is just kind of throwaway coach speak. I mean, again, this is about Jalen Hurts. Everything will, will look like Jalen Hurts is the starting QB. They're not going to go three ways on reps during, during you know, August and camp and whatnot. I mean, this is going to be about Jalen Hurts ready to go, prepared, and just keeping everybody else honest. This is the kind of, for the, all the other positions, you have to have this conversation about the quarterback spot as well, so that everybody's competing, everybody's watching their back, everybody's staying on their, you know, on their game, so to speak, to make sure they're ready to go to keep their starting job. But I mean, Jalen Hurts is the Oklahoma starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, 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 and I agree. I'm not. I once the season starts, he'll be the starter. I, I'm not going to argue that his experience at and that not just in the SEC. Uh, but for the Alabama Crimson Tide under Nick Saban, that in itself is massive. You know, but there is a new system. Lincoln Riley's offensive system is different than what they do at Bama. So he's got to learn that system, and he will. That's, what, that's what's been going on. And, and I also think it's important for the locker room. And I think that when coaches do this for a college player who transfers in or an incoming freshman, I think it helps the player when you have him earn his stripes in that condensed time period. And I think that, you know, that's what's happening here. It's the same in wrestling. You can't just come in, you know, if you're going to get a big push and be a big star right away, you know, usually on non-televised events you handle difference or in a locker room, you hit, no one's kissing you around because the rest of the locker room will get upset. Yeah. Same thing with these guys, with these college players. Yeah. You know, they don't, you know, you got to earn your stripes. I mean, I, you know, you, you do. I understand how, how excellent of a player Hurts is, and I'm a fan of this kid's play, and I think, he handled it really well what happened to him in Alabama when he got benched and stuff. But you know what, man? Like, I, I do think you got to earn those stripes. And I do think instead of just handing it to him, I think Lincoln Riley's doing the right thing here. I, I, I don't disagree. It's, it's, you're right. It's coach speak. But I guarantee you, Andrew, I, I guarantee you they are not kissing this kid's rear end no. in that locker room or on that practice field. They're not. The coaches, they're not. No, no that, way. That's true. <laughs> But, no I mean, but this is going to be geared for him being their their number one guy. That's why they went and yeah. got him, and that's yeah, yeah, why yeah. the other guys are going to learn behind him. But keep it's almost more about them to keep them from not kind of settling back into the situation where they know they're not going to start, where they know they're not going to play right away, to give them the idea 
that they could get the job, that they could win the job. I think that might be more important than anything that's going to do to Jalen Hurts mentally. Because, listen, Jalen Hurts survived multiple years with Nick Saban. It would take a lot for Lincoln Riley to (laughs) shake Jalen Hurts, to mess up Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, to me, is a, you know, from all from all accounts, inside and outside, is a good young man, a self-starter. He doesn't yes. necessarily need a kick in the rear end. Was his dad, was his dad a coach or a high school coach? Something. His dad played. I keep thinking that about Hurts' dad. I, I, I don't know I, why I keep thinking that. He played somewhere, a coach somewhere. I don't think you're wrong. I, I just can't give did. you the specifics. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. I just, I, that just jumps out to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, no, he's he's a... Uh, and that experience is the key. You know, him having, you know, Hurts having that experience, you know, being a starter and also being humbled. See, he's been humbled. A lot of kids will transfer. You want to either feel like they're not going to get reps because there's somebody that's around the same age that's ahead of them. So it's not that they're running from the pressure. They just want to maximize their chance to play in college before they get drafted. You know, so they could they could build some credibility, so they could make some money and get tra- and once they get drafted, you know what I mean, they get drafted high enough or whatnot. So I think with this with, with Jalen Hurts, different situation. You know, he didn't just he 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 was there two years, you know, and and flourished for two years. And the little glimpses we saw from last year for Bama, correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, he played really good. You know, he played really good. You know, when he came in, when Tua got banged up or something like that, I can't remember which game. I don't remember if it was. I remember one game he came in and and, and brought them back. What the heck was it? The SEC was it against Georgia. It might have been against Georgia. I think it was. And I'm like, wow, you know, look at look at this kid. Good for Jalen Hurts. Like redemption for him, you know. Uh, but you know what? Now it was one of the best stories of last season. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was against Georgia. It was against he, Georgia. And then he, he was on the field again in the two playoff games. But jo- okay. Georgia was the game where he came in. And and got them back in and got them right. to the win. Right, because Tua got banged up or something. So now he comes in there, you know, he comes into Oklahoma, and, and uh, you know, he's, you know, you, you got Kyler Murray who was there who flourished uh, for the Sooners, and now, you, you know, you got you to gotta feel a little bit for a kid like a, a Tanner Mordecai who probably thought maybe he was going to, you know, once <laughs> – once Kyler Murray's gone, ski, you know what I mean? It's right. a tough thing, you know. And now oh, here comes Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Kyler's gone, great. Oh, Hurts and now here. here comes Jalen Hurts. So now I'm going to redshirt. I mean, that's you know. I mean, so it, it, this is the D, the big high level D1 college football game. This is what happens, you know. Um, look, I don't care if you're on the depth chart one, two, three, whatever. You're at a big, you're at a big program like an Oklahoma football playing under Lincoln Riley, and you're recruited as a quarterback. You're a player. So, you know, you might uh, – Spencer Rattler might not get much reps. He's third on the depth chart. He's a freshman for Oklahoma. But I promise you, there's a good chance Spencer, if no matter – he would play anywhere else he was going. You're at an OU. You're at a place like that under Riley, who's a, a, a guru with these QBs. So, you know, I, I also think it'll be interesting to see the transition for Jalen Hurts, you know, into a different offense, into a different scheme. But, you know, you look into that, you know, Jalen looks into that before he transfers, and and the coaching staff look at him like, is he the right fit here? Because schematically, you know, the scheme you got to fit the scheme. Yeah, but I mean, and not to paint with a broad brush, but I mean, they're coming off two athletic quarterbacks who wanted to move their feet, and make plays on the run, to improvise, and do some things, and that right. certainly is what Jalen Hurts is good at. Maybe not yes. to the same level Agreed. as those two guys, but um, I don't, I don't think it's you know going from 
apples to oranges. It's going from like a red apple to a green apple. Yeah, but you still have to learn a playbook. Different terminology for sure. It is a different different term. If you ever saw a a playbook, an offensive playbook or a QB's playbook, it's not easy. You got to study that thing. You got to learn that thing. And like I said, I think transferring and coming in with a lot of hype like Hurts did into, you know, into Norman, Oklahoma, I think that's something that, you know. <laughs> they also don't play defense in the Big 12, so well, that's, that's helpful, that's too, true. right? I know. <laughs> I know. Man, that's tough because that rep is heavy on uh, all those poor Big 12 players, man. It's such a rep. On that <laughs> Somebody <middle>. actually <laughs> asked him that, Lincoln it's Riley, yesterday. Up, uh, he was at the podium, I don't know, 16, 17 minutes, and I, right somewhere along in the middle, someone goes, you know, two years ago you guys did this, and we're blah, you know, 11th in the Big 12 in, in defense. And last year you did this and you were next to last. So does defense really matter? <laughs> and he was just kind of <laughs> oh like, God. well, yeah. Yeah, he must. Yeah. You know, internally he's got to be like, that really was not cool. Um, that was, uh, yeah, I, it, it, they just have that rep. You know, where the SEC, different story. Their, their defense is a phenomenal. You see Alabama's defense, right. how great so they are. should be easy. And Georgia, well. He's going to do I, it left-handed, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I wouldn't say easy, but I, I get your drift. Use my um, offhand for the Big 12. Mike, let me ask you a question. What, SEC has a, has a Twitter account now? You're saying there's a newer Twitter account? Is that what you were saying before the show? The SEC officials now have a Twitter oh, account. officials, yeah. I misread. So, so I'm thinking I follow the SEC account. I don't follow many. You know me. Okay, Ratio Jones. I don't I don't follow many, okay? But so the officials, so the referees have an account. Is this true? Please say something. Yes, it is true. So if you want to go on there and Wait, criticize. Tell me what it is. I, I want to know what, you know what it at is. At SEC officials at Twitter. How, I mean, is this like a normal thing, dude, that officials have a, I mean. I mean, yeah, the, the, the NFL, the NBA definitely have official accounts for their officiating departments. You know, I, I, I don't follow any of them. I did not know that. I'm yeah. being truthfully well, told. And, and the idea is nice to explain different rulings and whatnot, but when you unleash this account and, unleash. The, and it, you know, they, <laughs> they introduced themselves and said, please, be, please go gentle on us, and no one went gently on them. And, and people were going back to, like, 2007 bringing up gripes like, somebody was referencing a holding call on Sidney Rice, who's done in the NFL. And somebody mm. was still angry about a play, I think, from 2006. When it's 2019. <laughs> Move on, people. <laughs> I don't remember calls that messed up the Giants last season. And oh, people are man. still hung up on us non pass interference against Sidney Rice in 2006. I picture you tweeting at any kind of referee's account. I could just, I don't know why. I you just feel That's like you funny. would do that. I mean, this is not why you're bringing it up, but it, there, there's a, there's an account, an NFL officiating account. That's not, it's not official from the NFL, but I believe it's a former referee or whatever back judge. It's a former NFL guy who runs it anonymously mm. and, you know, explains things, critiques things, whatever. And, and there was a call like two seasons ago um, that, I had a question about, so I wrote to the account, and he answered me. But then somebody else was like, don't bother with that guy. He sucks. <laughs> don't talk to him. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, so I still this... follow him because his right. information seems to be legitimate, but I don't That's the thing. That's interact. the thing. People, with our jobs, you know, you know, you, gotta, you, you need to follow accounts to get information for work. You know, I don't think people, you know, I don't follow a lot of these. If I ever didn't, didn't have this job, I would unfollow a bunch of people. <laughs> a lot. You'd follow Pete. Yeah, I would, you know, I would definitely unfollow Pete. I wouldn't follow. No, no, you'd follow Pete. Oh, I'd follow Pete now. Right, you'd, so you'd keep him. Oh, yeah, Pete I'd keep. Yeah. Mike I'd keep. You? Eh, eh. I don't offer much. Uh, the co-host of the show? Uh, Mark Malusis. I don't know about that. 
No, no, no I, I would follow. Well, you need your pony advice, don't you? Uh, I guess. At the very least, the, I guess you know, the I need, third at Aqueduct need, on yeah, a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> Mark Malusis, the moose is not loose yet. <laughs> That's amazing. Might be the best drop ever. And was, uh, what anyway, a great job uh, on that guy. <laughs> Oh, later on, you know, speaking of college football, we got maybe if we have time, maybe we'll do it in the uh, undercard. If not, we'll have time at some point. Ed Oregon, uh, or the uh, LSU head coach, the greatest voice in the history of voices. We got a little drop from him. We got to play later. We'll also, talk about um, Ben Simmons. What's going on with him? Getting paid for the 76ers. We'll do that on the other side of the break. Uh, Taz with Andrew Bogus sitting in here for the Looses. Be right back. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, the great Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao, boxing's only eighth-division world champion, returns to face the hard-hitting, undefeated Keith one-time Thurman for the World Welterweight Championship this Saturday, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, live on pay-per-view. So that's the deal on that. Uh, we gotta, we're going to do a... Um, little chatter about the uh, 76ers Ben Simmons in a little bit. We're going to do a 1v1 too, Andrew. We're going to do a 1v1 Lakers versus Clippers. So if you want to call the show and give your 1v1, that's 855-212-4227. You can do that to give your 1v1 Lakers versus Clippers. Uh, who's here? Oh, wow. It's the man himself. Marco is here with his latest sports update. Marco, how are you, sir? I am good, Tez. And this one is sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. All right. Well, it seems like Melvin Gordon's not the only running back looking to get paid. There's a report on Pro Football Talk. Ezekiel Elliott thinking about holding out of camp to try to secure a new deal. Elliott's got two years left on that rookie contract, just under $4 million. Uh, for the coming season. Jadavion Clowney didn't get a long-term deal with the Texans done before the franchise deadline. Means things might get a little testy with the two sides. Now, Houston tagged him as a linebacker instead of a defensive end. That puts his deal at just under $16 million. DN contract would be over $17 million, so the uh, $17 million, so the NFLPA is expected to file a grievance on his behalf. This is a dumb fight that keeps happening. Whenever the next you know CBA negotiations are ongoing right now, they got to get this. Have a little quick side conversation mm. And just make pass rusher or edge rusher as a thing because you're splitting hairs between defensive end and outside linebacker these days. So it's a silly not fight. Just, and you're right. It's not yeah. just it's it's D end. It's pass rusher. It's here's the other one. Rush end. Okay, outside backer. You know, the, you know, you could throw all different names in a position. I right. mean. You know, to me, I mean, playing football for a lot of years and coaching and coming up, you either were an outside linebacker or you were a defensive end. Right. And then, I don't know, about eight, nine years ago, this rush end thing started. Yeah. You know, guys that are a little bit more athletic and quicker. It's kind of a hybrid of right. the outside linebacker. I stand up. Which, I put my hand down. Right. And then 3-4 right. versus 4-3, right. all Correct. that kind of Correct. stuff, too. So where, like, uh, the great Lawrence Taylor, you know, made the outside linebacker position. Right. Kind of, he reinvented that. And then it kind of segued where defensive ends were kind of built. Now they're built like outside linebackers, where back in the day they were massive guys that were quick. They're still big guys, but a lot of them are just not as heavy as they used to be. So, yeah, the position itself, like the name of it, it is a little bit. That, that, You're right. The only thing is, again, even with that, we just went through how many different names. How do you put that into one thing? I don't know if you can. 
That's why it's going to, because it's still going to say, well, then what about an inside linebacker? Well, that's going to be different than a middle linebacker. I mean, there's too much stuff that's. Well, uh, but here's the thing. Well, let me it's just say one thing. You have to go with stats. Well, no, no, please don't do it. I'm not a stat guy. But here's but the here's thing. Some stats. Here's, <laughs> that's usually my gimmick. But here's the thing with the inside thing. This is where I completely disagree with you, Marco. Okay, on the inside linebacker thing, because I, I'll tell you what makes the difference. If you're a middle linebacker, you're over center. If you're an inside backer, there's two of you. Mm-hmm. And they usually stack over the guards, over the offensive guards. Right. Usually, usually. Or outside shoulder of the defensive tackle. I'm getting a little deep in the woods here on this, the game. But the inside, the, the, the middle linebacker is kind of, I don't want to say it's a lost art. But as you know, we don't see it much like back in the day where you had, well, Ray Lewis was, the, I'm trying to think of, well, who else is like a, a modern day Ray Lewis or like a, a Ray Nitschke or Dick Buckus Sam Huff, those well, guys. Keith, like, Keekley's a middle Jack Lambert. linebacker right now. He's a, he's a middle linebacker, yeah. correct. But a lot of times there, there's not. They're, they're kind of like there's two inside backers, two outside backers, you know, because of the right. speed. Again, and also scheme, too, because four and three right. versus exactly. three and four. So, exactly. And all everybody keeps – it doesn't seem like anybody sticks to that anymore anyway, which no, is smart because a lot of D coordinators, that's right. you got to do the hybrid stuff and yeah. who's standing and who's rushing right, right, and right, right, right. all that kind of stuff. you got to be athletic enough. You know, I'll tell you, years back, I know for me, I, was a, I played nose guard, and a lot of times I would jump back into what they call a monster back position. Mm-hmm. I would jump out of the nose guard position back into linebacker. Like in the middle, because you know who made that kind of stuff popular, similar to that, was we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys old school earlier, the doomsday defense, they used to do the flex where they would just move, where they they would they would move, they would stand up, they would try to throw the, uh, the quarterback off, and mm-hmm. I, I'm getting, I know I'm getting a little really deep here because I know there's a lot of knobs around here. You know what I mean, Marco? I so, do. Yeah. All right. Former the moose and stop paying attention. Well, <laughs> wow, wow. There it is. All right. And there it is. Got it. We'll keep going. Steelers and Raiders wide receiver, former Martavius Bryant, trying to get back in the NFL, re- applied for reinstatement after being suspended indefinitely for repeated violations of the drug policy. And we talked a little bit about Warriors GM Bob Myers talking about Kevin Durant and going to the Nets. Also tried to put to rest those rumors that they're already looking to move on from Hold the newly acquired. Well, well, so I, see, I'm going to sink into this now, Andrew. Okay, right. I'm talking to you as you're eating your Fig Newton. So what... I, 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 I mean, I'm not going to get as sensitive as some other people do on the show. I'm not going to get like that. But what I'm giving you detail on what a defensive lineman would do into a getting off the line of scrimmage to play, you know, a linebacker esque yeah. position. Why would that not be intriguing to you? You've never done it. Maybe I, you know I have. So I'm trying to give you some experience on well, it. Well, it was intriguing to me until you. You call me a narp, so I just re- responded oh, to that. Oh, okay. I was okay. listening yes, the whole time. I got it. I didn't call you a NARP. Oh, I didn't that's when you stopped paying attention. <laughs> you called know, oh. all, you know, all of us a NARP. There's NARPs around. That's what I do. Yeah, I, I know, call I know. people, me and Boomer Esiason, my friend. Yeah. Okay, we call everybody NARPs. It hurt, and it hurts. It, we, that's what Boomer and I do. And a little if sensitive, I, no? If I was, he is sensitive. Thank you, Marco. And if I was working in the afternoon with my friend Tiki Barber, okay, who sits in the studio with BT, he and I would call people NARPs, NARPs too. And you know what? If so that bothers you, then hey, you it's know okay. Taz, by the way. She <laughs> <laughs> forgot about whatever. That. So much right. for that conversation about manners earlier. Yeah, well, well, I got bad as we're talking etiquette. about. I got I got loaded with etiquette. Name calling? You kidding me? Excuse me. It's just you people here mm. don't understand how I think. I'm way ahead of you people. You're You're above people. us. I'm wearing my team jersey today. I'm not a narc. 
Mike's wearing his, what is he, wearing his bowling shirt? Or, or that's we'll his, say that for hour three. That's yeah, his that. basketball shirt. That has, have a Trump number on Jones. Yeah, that's actually a whole hour we could spend on Mike's basketball yeah. that shirt. That confirms your narpiness. Bark that shirt. Like, what? He's wearing a t-shirt. Oh, I see actually, orange. That's his jersey. Hey, we made oh. the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's really I mean, odd. I saw him coming. It's orange. You I mean, you can see him down yeah. the block. Got yeah. red tomorrow. Yeah. Are yeah. you wearing orange for Taz? Is that yeah, why you picked orange? Orange and black. You should be wearing green. Yeah. Yes. You don't get it. Anyway, Men. continue. Nah. Continue. Continue. Get it? continue. Right. Continue. So, continue. War- <laughs> Warriors GM Bob Myers. We heard about him uh, waxing poetic for Kevin Durant. How about looking uh, to already move on from newly acquired D'Angelo Russell? He's trying to put to rest those rumors. We didn't sign him with the intention of just trading him. We haven't even seen him play in our uniform yet, and, and a lot of people have us already trading him. Um that's not how we're, we're viewing it. Let's just see what we have. Let's see what he is. Let's see how he fits. Well, we'll see how he fits. And the yeah. Sixers obviously good about where Ben Simmons fits. Agrees to a max deal. Five years, $170 million. That keeps him in Philly. Don't look for J.R. Smith to hook up with LeBron James and the Lakers. Apparently that's out. But the Cavs did finally release Smith. Uh, baseball, we talked about Travis Darno, Three homers, including the go-ahead three-run shot in the ninth. Lifting the raise by the Yankees 5-4. Turns out. Darno actually almost didn't make it to the game. I thought the bus was at 2.30 and it was 1.58. And I was walking in asking people if it was the bus was 2.30. They said no, so I just walked around the bus. And I speak for all Yankee fans. We really miss, wish he would have missed that bus because uh, <laughs> Travis Darno out of oh, all people. I feel so bad for you, Mr. Yankee oh. fan. Oh, I feel oh, really I, bad for you. I wasn't looking for sympathy. Oh, it's so sad. The Yankees, as they're kicking the ass of everyone. Oh, Darno hit a bunch of dingers off you. Oh, God. Stop. Out of Darno. I'm a freaking yeah. Mets fan. Exactly. You're surrounded around miserable Mets fans here. 7,000 home runs in the first row in right. That's field, the, oh, no, no, no. See, I didn't complain about the first row right field. It's one. I didn't complain about the first row No, I, I complained about Darno. How many years did you watch Darno with a Met uniform? Well, Guy like hit three homers last night. Are you serious? Yeah, I know. I know. He's America's catcher. <laughs> Drinks for life. Uh, All right, I'll give you one more catcher. How about one trade as we're getting closer to the deadline? All right. Uh, the Cubs get catcher Martin Maldonado from the Royals for pitcher Mike Montgomery. Wow, gentlemen, I, you're done. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like you, you're coming in to do this update, and it's 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 like the Magna Carta. I mean, it's like you're giving us like a. It, I'm used to Andrew when and he now. comes in; it's all business. Boom, boom, bullet point Jones. Not you, and now I'm Marco. I'm getting used to your style. Okay. I'm getting used By to your Thursday, style. he'll hate me and love you. So just hang on. Well, <laughs> I appreciate it, but I this is it for me for the week. So I'm not back the rest of the week with you guys. Uh, Pete, oh. who's in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? That would be Darwin Zook. Oh. Darwin Zook. I like Darwin. Yeah, I like Darwin, too. I mean, he's the guy that everybody thinks is a big muscular guy yeah, around finally here. finally gets some muscles in the room. Because compared to most well, of the people me. around here, he is muscular. Uh, it ain't me. I mean, that I know. I'm well aware. problem. <laughs> I'm insulting everyone. <laughs> Just covering the whole newsroom, covering the whole company. Yeah. Well, Marco, it's been great working with you. Yeah, that's why I appreciate it. I, I figured somebody was getting fired of the fact that I was here two days in a row. Oh, I, I missed mean, that I, choice I before, I guess. Well, I'll see more. you next summer, okay? Thanks very much. It's been enjoyable. Do I get to come back for the 830? Uh, no. Thank you. Oh, yeah, actually, you do. Yeah, we'll see you. You're back. Right, right. Hey, you are back, right? Tremendous. Then I'll tell you, have a good summer. That's right. All right, we'll talk to you. Take a good summer. By the way, you're... You heard Marco mention See you at Thanksgiving. I know. We're having a good summer. No, Marco mentioned uh, about Ben Simmons. We we're going to talk about that for a second. Five-year deal, $170 million deal for the Phil- my Philadelphia 76ers. So, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it in essence. I like Ben Simmons. I understand it. You know, his shooting ability is a lack thereof to be kind. I understand that most people feel the kid just can't shoot. He is young. 
Hopefully, he's working on it. Um, I have no problem with the deal. I don't. I mean, I just think he's an all-around really good player. He covers a lot of bases for them. He's a star. Um, I think most 76 fans like just like him. Um, I, it's hard. It's hard. It's weird because he's not a, sh- a great shooter, you know, but you know, he kind of fits in chemistry-wise great with the other players on the team from Harris to, to, to Tobias Harris, that is, to um, Tobias ha- to to, uh, <laughs> to Joel Embiid and stuff like that. So now Horford, hopefully he fits in well there. I'm sure he will, the veteran. So I don't know. It's just to me, I, I'm, I'm cool with it. What's your thoughts on uh, on Simmons with the big deal? What else are they supposed to do, right? I, right. Mean, this is, yeah, I, I know so. it sounds like a cop-out, but like they can't just let Ben Simmons walk away. You're not going to trade Ben Correct. Simmons yeah. and get other pieces. I mean, I, I, maybe that's the only other plan B here, but it, He's a number one pick. He has certainly has his limitations. I think the bigger issue, and I, I believe Moose shared this last week, the question you mean Mark Malusis. Mark Malusis, right. yes, uh, when he was not on vacation last week. Um, I, I think he, he brought this up, that like the scuttlebutt is that Simmons isn't working hard enough to get better. That would be a concern. His limitations are one thing. That happens. The issue is whether or not you want, you want to get better at them, you want to fix those things. And maybe that jury is still out well, on the Ben Simmons front, which right. is a little concerning. That is, <clears throat> and I got to say this, and this may may compromise me as a NBA observer and analyst. I knew Ben Simmons couldn't shoot. I watched him play games where he refuses to shoot. Yeah, like if there's a three point anywhere, three point he could shoot. He's not doing it. The other That's, day, he's going to move the rock. I you know? the there was a story about oh, I could do when, that. when Tobias Harris said, "Don't worry, Ben Simmons' shot is improving." There was a line that said. Ben's next three pointer will be his the first of his career, and I went, huh? That's crazy. And I went back and I and I was like, this was written now, so this is fresh. Like, is that possible? And I look, the dude, and I don't know how I missed this. Maybe my brain wouldn't process it because it's just so ridiculous. He's never hit a three. That's amazing. He's like oh for he's only taken seventeen because he knows his, his limitations. He's never hit a three. Dudes have career threes because they shoot from three quarter court. It goes in by accident. He hasn't set his feet, taken an open three, and knocked one down in two NBA seasons. I don't. That, hey, but, I wrestled. But, uh, but let's I wrestled. Give I, mil. I wrestled decades. I never threw a drop kick. How about that? Because I knew that was my weakness, right, Pete? You know, you didn't know that. Wow, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. He's smiling, but I'm just giving an example. Like, so the he, difference. He is legitimately bewildered by that. <laughs> he like, is. Well, I've never. I've not. I've because I know my I, shot chart. And see I if... knew my weakness. So Ben Simmons. <laughs> now he is. It's kind of a weird comparison, but here's Ben Simmons. He knows his weakness, so he's not going to do it. The problem is, there's only so many types shots you can take in basketball. In wrestling, there's a plethora of moves I could do to mask the fact that I never did a drop kick. Drop never. kick is when you like jump. Yep. Power to the ground and kick a guy in the you, chest. You jump. If you watch my feet, you jump up. These are my feet. You yeah. jump up, turn to the side in the air, right. hit the guy in the chest when your bo- your body's. So, so you I, can't do that, but I'm a narp. No, well, okay, <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. Thanks. Um, no, here's the thing. I could teach you how to do. This is weird. Okay, aside. Yeah, I could teach someone as a trainer, and I've done this, how to do a drop kick, but yet I can't do one. It's just I, my physique and my my prime was never. I'm not really built for the drop kick. I mean, yeah, you're not a you're an up and down guy, not a parallel guy. Yeah, no, I I'm a I take you to the mat and grind you and wear your face out, cross face the <laughs> s out of you Monday to Friday, That's, <laughs> six to nine, eight five five, three to six. No, so, <laughs> no that but, should be the name of the show. On the podcast, wear your face like, out. <laughs> 
That's kind of my thing. You know, I'm more of a grinder. But anyway, so Ben Simmons, hey, look, you know what? Whatever. Uh, you know, I mean, the guy's making crazy bank. <laughs> I'm sure his ex-girlfriend, you know who his ex-girlfriend is, right? Kendall Jenner. Are they? Oh, that's right. They did break yeah, up. Yeah, she's got to be like, oh, boy. Well, she's got a lot of problems, Kendall Jenner. Money ain't one of them. We know that. But still, that's a lot of money right there for the 22-year-old uh, Ben Simmons of the Sixers. Anyway, we got that 1v1 coming up here in a second. After the break, I should say Lakers versus Clippers. Be right back. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. CBS Sports Radio toll-free line, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Check this out, Andrew. And go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, my man, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Unbelievable. What an offer. Anyways, uh, so we have a little 1v1 action here, homie. We're going to do this a little more a little more NBA chatter about the, we got the Lakers and the Clippers. 1v1, you know how this works, right? I do, but first of all, kudos to us. Because yesterday we had a... BCS yesterday or a 1v1? BCS, BCS. pay attention. And we, you teased it, promoted it for the entire three hours. This is what I do. And we just did it at the very end of the show. This is what I do. Today, tease delivery. Well, boom, boom. I believe in hooks and teases so the audience knows what's coming up. Right, but you don't want to make them wait too long. uh, Well, yesterday I did because I... uh, just was busy. We were busy. Yeah. You and I, not just dragging the country along. Today, we give you what you need right now. Yeah, away. but people are okay, and everything's okay, and, and people, they, they love everyone here, so right. it's all right. Do you like jam? We, we, <laughs> they love everyone. So the, you 1v1, like your the 1v1 will be, listen, I need to. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, because you see, this is going to be a problem. So anyway, <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he Let literally backed back. up from the yeah. microphone. Yeah. You can actually hit that little red button in the mic and stop. It's that, that which wouldn't be, a, wouldn't be a problem. All right, so we're going to do this 1v1. Mike, are you and Pete going to play along too? I'd like to participate. Nope. Okay, sounds good. All right, 1v1. Here we go. There it goes deep left. That ball is high. That is far. That is gone. Giancarlo. No si puesto palo. Brady takes the snap. He backs up. A lob toward Gronkowski. Left. Reaches yeah. out. Extends. Makes the grab. Let's stop. Let's stop. I just got a great idea. This is going to be awesome. We need to, you got to talk to your team, Mike, your imaging team, and have them incorporate your call, your call, in that 1v1 open. That's what has to happen. I'm telling you, I'm making an executive decision right here. You can get close to the mic, Andrew. It's okay. You, you, for some reason, he's like boycotting the show. I don't know what I, I did wrong. I was told to shut up. Okay, stop. No one told you to shut up. <laughs> so, so um, I like this idea. Oh, I love it. Of course. Because it's about I, you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'll text Moose if he's okay with it. Hold he's on, fine. Stand by. Boy, I got that covered. So listen, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Executive decision. I'm an executive here. It's fine. So... Do we have to take anyone out? I mean, it's pretty long as it is. Yeah, I it think you'd want to take one of them out or else the 1v1 would just be play-by-play. The Yankee guy. We'll take out the Yankee guy. No, that's actually no. a good call. Who should we take out? What do you think, Pete? Uh, yeah, yeah, well guy. said. <laughs> well said, Pete. Uh, 
He's like, we can just splice it in real quick. Well, I'll talk to him. Here's the 1 1. It's a ground ball to Keith Worman. Scoops it up, throws to first. It's perfection. Will Roberts has thrown a perfect game for the Cavaliers. See, that's why Pete's the best. See what he just did there, Andrew? He, he live edited. Well, he, he live edited right there. So, yep. Pete, would you do it if you were doing this? Would you do it at the end of all the other guys' stuff? I'd do it in the middle. Who's the last one we hear? LeBron cut. LeBron cut. So what do we do? What do you think? We'll just add it to the end quick sec. People love this. This is pulling back the curtain. This is what doesn't happen enough on this freaking show. Yeah, production meeting on the air. No, Let's people get back love to the that. Show. People lo- okay, listen. I think we could just add a couple <laughs> know, seconds to the I end of it. it. I got what he Hey, I'm holding the meeting. I think we could, Sorry, good. we could just add a couple seconds to the end of it. Yeah. I think you should maybe use it four times and just loop it. <laughs> What go. if we layer it, Mike on top of Mike on top of Mike, for like a real like echo effect? Come on top Stereo of Mike. Galore. I think some people like movies like that. All right, anyway. All right, so what? Uh, so yeah, I don't know where we're putting it. It'll be somewhere, Mike. You'll take care of it. You got it. I don't think All you should take it. anything out though. I know. We'll keep everything in. We'll add me on top of everybody else. Make it like a three-minute open. Yeah, why not? It's got to be two minutes as it is. All right, so anyway, one v one. Here we go. So we're doing Lakers versus Clippers, okay? So basically, who do you take? Who's your 1v1? 855-212-4227. So obviously the Lakers with the addition now of Anthony Davis on the team, that's a huge thing. You know, Danny Green's now, he's part of the organization, part of the team too. So, and then you got on the on the Clippers side, obviously Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So... I don't know, man. To me, it's tough. They're both playing in Staples Center in the beautiful Los Angeles, California. Ah, oh, man. I, I, I think with LeBron, there's always that, obviously, massive amount of hype, no matter what happens. I'm the best player in the world. All the time. And it does get nauseating. Anthony Davis, who is kind of saying, let's just take one year at a time and see what happens, which I thought was interesting, right? You saw that, right? I did, yes. Yeah, okay, great. Good thing you're a radio host. So, anyway... um, I'm going to go on my 1v1. I guess I'm going first. I'm going to go with. That's what I thought. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to ride that <laughs> uh, that Kawhi momentum train, what he just did with Toronto. And I'm going to go with the Clippers. I would take the Clippers this year. I think they'll end the year with a better record than the, uh, than the Lakers. Even though I will say a guy you don't hear talked about a lot with the Lakers is Kyle Kuzma, who I really like Kyle Kuzma a lot. And I think he's going to be an important cog in that wheel known as the, the L.A. Lakers. But I'm going to, I got to go with the, the Kawhi train. I'm going to go with Kawhi. Patrick Beverly, real good player, too. Um, and obviously Paul George. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Clippers in my one What about you? Um, I'm going to go the other way. All right. I'm going to go with the Lakers. Uh, they are both deep teams. They both might have two complete five-man units. The Lakers have done a good job, I think, surrounding LeBron and Anthony Davis. I agree. Maybe there could have been a better guy or two in there, but I think when you throw in Danny Green, when I for some reason I keep thinking Rondo is the linchpin to all this. If he's useful, he'll for be off the bench, games, Rondo, yeah, right? Yeah, in the postseason. Yeah, I think that's obviously changes. A, that's a big dynamic for the Lakers. But when I you boil it all down, LeBron to me is still the best player in the world, and I think i the best player the in the world. injury and then the lack of playoff games last year is going to reset things and make him be all the more motivated and fresh for next season. 
If anybody's ever did a break, but, but hold on, as much as he hated it, it was him last year. But dude, you're not concerned that he's a year older. That doesn't concern you. No, because he had almost a year off last year. All right. Well, he's still older. I know. I know you know. But he had. He finally didn't play Why all did the way to game that? seven. I know. The I know you know. You keep saying. You keep telling me things. I know. I know, I know. he's a year older, but he but he got a year off from from NBA or at least half a year off. Load didn't management spend the last, Jones. Didn't spend the last two months well, the postseason running stuff, himself right. into the ground in the postseason. I think that's going to be bad news for everybody else. It's going to be a very, very, very close fight, but give me the Lakers by a so, nose. So, okay, so you're a LeBron. You love LeBron. Yes. Okay, so when does it end for him? At what age is it over for him as a player? Like, when where, in your opinion. It. Oh, not God, yet. Please. Not this year. When did you just when he says it? Whatever age he is right now, that's not the age. All right. That's got to go away. All right. So uh, what do you got, Mike? I'm taking the Lakers in this 1v1, but I, I, I will say I think LeBron James is going to have a phenomenal season. I know everybody talked about him slowing down. Wow, so you're like, you're like AB a- over no, here. No, I mean, everybody talks about how he slowed down. LeBron wasn't good. The guy averaged 27 points, 8.5 rebounds, and 8.5 assists a game. He just didn't care last year because he knew the team was worthless. So I think, to Andrew's point, you're going to see a motivated LeBron James come out, and he's going to be have a sensational season. Wow. Because uh, he, he hasn't played basically in wow. six months. I got it. But I will, but I will take the Clippers in this scenario, and it's not because I don't think highly of LeBron James. I think the Clippers right now do have the best player in Kawhi Leonard. He's only a 27, 28 years of age. Right, right. Pair him with Paul George and Patrick Beverly. Their defense is going to be phenomenal for the Clippers. And like, like you mentioned, Taz, I like the Kawhi Leonard momentum. I feel strongly about what he's doing in his career. We're in the midst of his greatness. LeBron's greatness has passed. And we're in the Kawhi Leonard era now. Lakers are going to be phenomenal. They're going to have a great season. But I think the Clippers are the team to beat out in L.A. and in the NBA. Uh, well said. And here's the thing. Uh, this is the thing like you, you Mike, and you, Andrew. I, I, I know a lot of people would agree with you guys. They will agree with you guys. And that LeBron's going to come out and have a great year in 2020. And I... I, I don't want to say he's going to have a horrible year. I just don't think that's going to happen. And if, he, and if he does, I'll be the first one to come on here and say, he, well, I was wrong. But I'm just, I feel like, so it's like he's Tom Brady to you guys. He's like that same type of, you know, at his age, he's still going to be a baller. He's still going to be great. He missed a lot. He, he didn't play as much this past year, to your point, Andrew. No postseason for the Lakers. So he got to rest his body. Right. Um, and now he's got Anthony Davis, which loosens things up for him. He's playing with a guy he wants to play with. Um, so you feel like this is going to be LeBron's year again. Wow. I mean, Both I, you guys. I mean, I'm assuming LeBron is still going to be a first-team All-NBA performer. Will he meet his – will he set career highs in any particular category? Probably not. But, I mean, Mike just gave you his numbers for this for this past season when he was out there, which – and in relative forms of disinterest – um, he's going to be locked in this year. He has, he's coming off the most rest he's ever had and basically in his NBA life. And he's got a couple of new stud teammates um, that he's now going to trust and believe in. So, yeah, I, I mean. You're, Who has a better season, Kawhi or LeBron? Statistically? Yeah, well, that's what this goes on. Stats, that's how, that's how games are won. Rebounds and three-pointers, two-pointers. Yeah. In raw, Who in has raw, a better year, bro? In raw numbers, Kawhi will probably average more points. Than LeBron. So if you if this one v one was LeBron versus Kawhi, you would take you would take Kawhi. In by points per game, sure. 
but they're gonna, they're both going to be first team All NBA players. The, That's the not the question. The biggest difference between Kawhi and LeBron right now is LeBron doesn't play defense. Right. Ka- Kawhi is no, no. I know Kawhi's Kawhi a great he, defensive he's player. He's I, I, no, I got it right now. Well, Pete, the body's waiting to give his one v one. Go ahead, Pete. What do you got? Yeah, I agree with Taz. Until someone can beat him, other than the like, other than the Warriors. LeBron and the Lakers are my choice. I thought he was going to go my way, and I was wrong. I guess not. Well, what are you going to do? That's what happens. Anyway, whatever. Right, that's fine. I'll be. I'll be the guy Aww. that. No, it's just I, I'm not. And I look. LeBron is an amazing. He's he's you know he's great, great, great. I get it. I just I don't know, man. I just um, you know, and, and I don't know if it was you or Mike who said it, Andrew, but basically saying last year he kind of not that he gave up, but his team was you know things weren't well. No, there. He gave up. Well, to me, that I, that bothers me. Oh, you know, sure. That bothers me a lot because he was not a leader. He didn't lead by example. He didn't lead his team to greatness. He he was not a team guy because, you know, and those guys were on the team before he got there. So those dudes, the only one that's still left is, I think, is Kuzma, right? He's the only guy that's still there? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know. But whatever. It's a cool 1v1. Lakers or Clippers. 855-212-4227. You could call and give your 1v1. We got the three coming up next. The biggest and most important headlines of the day right here on Taz and the Moose. Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.